Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone. In my podcast today, I'm going to be asking the question, what does a healthy communication style look like? If you're anything like me, I certainly didn't think much about this when I was younger and never really gave it much thought early on in my marriage either. Looking back on it, I would say that I made necessary changes to the way I communicated only after completing my counselling degree and working on myself in the process, and that was later on in my life. That whole working on myself involved a lot of in-depth exploration around my family of origin, learnt behaviours and childhood messages. I can't say it was a particularly comfortable process and I'm certainly not perfect now, especially if there is an incident and I become agitated, then can't think clearly or quickly enough to keep myself in check regarding how I may respond appropriately to someone. I do believe that in order to be genuinely sorry and to ask for forgiveness from another person, it is important to also forgive yourself and check in with what may have been occurring mentally and physically for you at the time. I have always sensed an uncomfortable feeling in my chest at these times, and I know that I need to honour that and let it go, as it is a reminder of how I have handled situations in the past. Today, however, I don't need to let it take control. Change occurs through awareness. It is also important to note here that our way of communicating our wants, needs and beliefs also incorporates tone of voice and body language. I know I can have a certain tone of voice when I become agitated. To develop and maintain an effective communication style, there definitely needs to be an awareness of body language and tone of voice. The way we communicate can be very unconscious. What I mean by this is that someone may speak in a certain way without thinking anything of it, not realising that it could be hurtful or offensive to another. Perhaps your style of communication could be ordering, which means giving orders or telling someone what to do. You might say, well... This is just the way I do things, so I know that they are done properly. If that is the case, could there perhaps be a more effective, clearer, less antagonistic way of communicating your needs? And if so, would that be difficult for you to achieve? There are so many ways that communication can be blocked in a relationship, and this can often lead to the build-up of arguments and discontent. What are your thoughts when I mention lecturing and advising? Or when someone has very strong rigid thoughts on what is right or wrong and another person may have a different point of view? These may seem minor blocks to communication for some people as it may have been a normal way of speaking for a very long time. However, it comes down to the fact that perhaps a review of your own way of communicating could lead to you having a healthier relationship with others. What about being right? Who wants to be wrong or even appear to be wrong? If not kept in check, 
I am very aware that this is something I can fall back into at any time, as it was something I grew up with. My father always had to be right, and there were consequences if anyone challenged him. I guess it boils down to being able to admit that we are all different, that we come from different ways of being, from different family of origins. That then allows for choices to be made as to how we want to be open to be working on a healthy communication style. Another block to effective and respectful communication is withdrawing, distracting, humouring or diverting. This is a particularly difficult one for someone who just wants to have their feelings heard or understood. However, another person may become uncomfortable with them doing so. This sort of blocking behaviour can often be seen in regard to the grieving process when someone may want to talk about a person who has passed away. Others could be very uncomfortable with this, brushing the sharing of those feelings aside, perhaps saying, you'll get over it, or it's been six months, you have to move on with your life. If you recognise that perhaps this is one of your behaviours, that you perhaps distract or divert at any time, is there a possibility you may be able to say or do something, anything differently? Recalling a scenario where you did distract or divert, are you aware of what was happening for you in your body? Was it uncomfortable for you to hear a person talking about their grief? And did you feel the need to move them along quickly so that your own uncomfortable feelings would dissipate? Upon further reflection, if this is the case, is there anything you could say or do differently in the future? This would, of course, mean that you would need to be willing to perhaps just listen and tune into someone else's pain. So now, let's take a look at some of those blocks to communication that can be deemed abusive, especially over a long period of time. Behaviours such as name-calling, ridiculing and shaming, putting a person down, calling them stupid, useless, fat or ugly. This form of communication is extremely debilitating for the person on the receiving end. I would also imagine that someone who uses this style of communication could also be using power and control of some form on another in the relationship. The same could be said for questioning and interrogating. For example... Where were you? You didn't answer your phone. Why are you late? Why did you take so long to reply to my message? Those kinds of things. If this style of communication is occurring in the relationship, then questions would need to be asked as to how could this possibly be seen as a healthy relationship with healthy communication styles. Preaching to someone, telling them what they should do or ought to do, can be also viewed as abusive if it is ongoing. In a healthy relationship, there will be an open discussion about a situation rather than one person telling another what should happen. A warning and threatening communication style can also be abusive if it is in such a way that it leaves the person fearful of what might happen. For example, a statement such as, if you do that, you'll be sorry, could certainly feel threatening in an unhealthy relationship. I have explored a number of blocks to communication today. I would ask that you would give consideration to the ones that you feel you may use in your everyday life and whether or not 
you may be able to find a way to rethink and work toward a more effective and respectful way of communicating. After considering your blocks to communication and subsequently owning them, and if your partner is willing to review and own their blocks, then two people can have an open discussion around what they may be able to do differently in the future. This can be a very healthy way to move into a new and enriched way of being in a relationship. I hope that this podcast has provided a lot of food for thought. As always, if you are left with any uncomfortable feelings or concerns, please know that there is always help available through a counsellor or psychologist who can offer you support. Thank you so very much for listening. And as always, I would love any feedback. You can contact me at mail at jambaylisscounselling.com.au.